Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Are You a Fan? If you like the episode, give us a like, share, follow. Heck, maybe even send it to a friend or two. Okay, so uh, honestly, I don't, I don't even think I got a question this week. Joker, what you got? I got one. So, in the trend of our recent episodes, and this one as well, um, if you could be a Robin, what weapon would you use? Obviously being non-lethal per Batman's rules. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. Even, even Red Hood uses non-lethal rounds now. Fair, fair. Um, honestly, I think I'd use a baton. I'd use the I'd use the the batons with the handles on the side. Okay. I don't know why. I've always liked that weapon. Also, let's get in close. I think they're versatile. I think that's why you like them. <laughs> yeah, true. It's basically like using your hands, but with like a pointy stick at the end. Yeah, pretty much. What about you? What'd you use? As honestly, I'd, I'd probably end up using like a bow staff. Something about them as a kid, I've always like. I've always been drawn to him. I don't know if it's the Robins, Darth Maul and his saber, Donatello. Like, something about the books I've always liked. I will admit they are a pretty common weapon in fantasy and comics. Yeah. That's why I, I don't know if maybe it's just kind of that influence that it's always been there. I could see that being also versatile weapon. Yeah. And that's, like, very useful. Okay, folks, so that brings us into this week's character. We're going to be covering Tim Drake, a.k.a. Red Robin. Yum, yum. Had <laughs> <laughs> uh, to at least get one in. I'm sure there's going to be more, but had to at least get the first one in. Fair, fair. Well, let's get into this. Let's go real world. Starting out, as always. So, Timothy Jackson Drake is a superhero appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. Commonly in association with superhero Batman, created by Mar- uh, Marv Wolfman oh. and uh, Pat Broderick. I got nothing for that. <laughs> he first appears in Batman issue number 436, August 1989, as the third character to assume the role of Batman crime fighting partner Robin. Not gonna lie, he's a lot older than I was expecting him to be. I thought he was gonna be a 2000s character. Actually, yeah, same. That was uh Dude, like I I know he hasn't been around long, but I didn't think he was just a little bit older than we were. I thought he was at least 2000s. I was assuming late 90s early 2000s as well. Like I didn't think he was that Yeah, I didn't think he was older than me. Uh, not by much, but he but is still. Not not where I was expecting uh Drake to appear in. Neither was I. So Drake was uh would be named after Tim Burton, director of the upcoming uh, eight, 1989 film Batman at the time, which is kind of cool. That is say. actually pretty cool to find out. And also, I, I get, I guess, makes sense. I, I don't know if anybody out there writes, but making names is hard. Oh yeah. So honestly, I'm working on writing or D and D. That's the part that takes me the longest coming up with a character's name. Okay, so. Uh, the ensuing Tim Drake storyline, authored by the late Alan Grant and penciled by Norm Brayfogle. Uh, once again, we always butcher the words, so apologies in advance. So, Norm Brayfogle, Fogle, Foggy, Foggy, blah, 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 uh, coupled with the 1989 release of Burden's Batman, spurred sales of both Batman and Detective Comics for the later title. Grant uh, tested in 2007 that when the Batman movie came out, the sales went up, if I recall correctly, from around 75000 to about 675000 And uh, 1989 to 1990 was indeed the year of the bat. Like, that's a huge increase. I mean, when, that's basically, six, I mean, my math may be wrong, but that's like a 600% increase. Goes from seventy five thousand to six hundred seventy five thousand. I don't know enough that about math ridiculous. to dispute or confirm that, but it's a big increase. I, I'm so. sure somebody would love to dispute that because I'm sure I'm wrong. But let us know in the comments, why don't you? <laughs> so for Red Robin or for uh, Tim Drake's Robin, Neil Adams would re- redesign the entire Robin costume specifically for Tim Drake's character, with the sole exception of the redesigned R logo by Norm Brefogle. which is kind of cool that they still gave. Something to the original penciler, but right. like 
I like how they completely redid his costume. Which honestly kind of makes sense. Like, you'd think each Robin would have a fully redesigned costume. But I feel like, because I forget, did Red Hood have a different costume? Jason? No, but he wasn't Robin for very long. True. So. <laughs> he didn't have time to get a new costume. I think that's more what happened. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure from Tim Drake on, I'm pretty sure all the Robins have had a different style of suit. Yep, from Robin, uh, or from Tim Drake on, each one does have a slightly different design. So I think that's the only thing that really stopped red hood from getting his own was he just wasn't robbing very long <laughs> he was not go back and check out the episode in case you're wondering what we're talking about uh capital and diamond city distribute distributors reported that the year one inspired batman legend of the dark knight dominated four out of five sport uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay i guess that's, at least it's close right <laughs> Okay, so Capital and Diamond City distributors reported that the year one inspired Batman Legend of the Dark Knight dominated dominated four out of five top spots for uh, pre-orders. Not total sales and second prints. The only exception was the third pre-order spot snagged by Batman issue number 442, the conclusion to Tim Drake's A Lonely Place of Dying storyline. That sounds ominous. Right? <laughs> Like, like, no, he's going the same way Jason Todd. <laughs> foreshadowing is foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> so during later times, the stories would emphasize the uh, superior detective skills of Tim compared to his previous two Robins, which would make him more similar to Batman. Which was definitely a big thing with Tim over pretty much any bat any Robin that's ever been there is he was the detective. Oh, 100%. All the rest had the br- had like had the bronze part. He had the brains. 100%. I will say Tim's probably the smartest of the Robins. I think uh Dick was right there behind him. Yep. Cuz he's he's the only other one really of the Robins that had the had some brains. Definitely uh, decent with tech. Okay. Uh, in 2011, Tim Drake was ranked 32 in IGN's top 100 comic book heroes. Which, heck, that's not bad. Makes me wonder, though, is that his Robin Boy Wonder version or his Red Robin version? That's actually a good question. We probably should. Like, I feel like that would probably be the older version as the adult, as an, his own hero. And yeah, just being a sidekick. Because honestly, him as Red Robin, he does he he does come into his own. Oh yeah, and, and definitely makes a name for himself. Definitely. Okay, so that's all we kind of got for real world. Let's dive into the universe. So in the universe, uh, Tim Drake is the son of Jack Drake and Janet Drake, coming from the same social class as Bruce Wayne. So you know he kind of grew up in the little richer side of the town. Yep. Uh, you're about to find a lot of different like. This, this hero has a lot of different uh, origins than some of the other Robins and heroes in general. He has the most, quote-unquote, normal yeah. raising. He didn't watch it. Uh, I'd say, he, arguably, he's one of the few who just didn't watch his parents die or become druggies. Eh. Eh. A, as a young child. He, he's one of the few that went into being a superhero just for being a superhero. Yeah. Not for tra- uh, trauma, trauma response. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into figuring out how he got there. So, uh, not uh, not being much more than a toddler, Tim would actually meet Dick Grayson for the first time at Haley's Circus. His father would ask for a picture with the Flying Graysons as they were the star uh, the star show stars of the show. This unfortunately happened to be the same night Grayson's parents were murdered. Yeah, that's got. I remember reading in is like. His dad wanted to take him, but his mom was apprehensive because of his age. And that was why they got the pictures of the Graysons. And, you know, mom may not have been wrong on that as, you know, they get a witness of murder as a a toddler. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, not great. Also got to be a little weird when he, like, started, like, like, I feel like that'd be a little weird when he met Dick later on. Like, hey. Oh, yeah. Check out this old picture of you. (laughs) Which I actually saw a thing that I guess, uh... Tim's dad had actually sent afterwards sent that picture to uh, Dick as kind of a I, I know you're kind of not feeling great right now your family just passed but here's you know at least a happy moment. Aww. So 
You aren't necessarily wrong about the picture. He did get one. <laughs> okay. Just much sooner. This guy, that's, that's kind of sweet, though. That's kind of nice. Right. A little bit shiny in this dark. <laughs> so growing up, Tim's parents were frequently absent for months at a time as they traveled around the world being archaeologists. And thus, was, he was left in a boarding school with relatively little adult supervision. Which, Which I mean, you know, a bit of a neglectful childhood, but... Compared to some of the heroes in our past that we've covered, at least they weren't beating on him. <laughs> or, you know, murdered in front of your eyes like dicks. Or Batmans. <laughs> or so many others. <laughs> I say most of them. <laughs> yeah, this guy, th- this character is a bit of an outlier in this regard. He really is, to be all 100% honest. Because, <laughs> yeah, let's continue on this. Uh, by the age of nine, Tim, uh, Tim, after watching a video of the duo fighting the Penguin had deduced the identity of Batman Robin as Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson after witnessing a gymnast maneuver by Robin that he previously saw Grayson display at Haley Circus. So already the detective brain is kicking in. Oh, I remember reading how, how he did that. So Because he saw Grayson do his quadruple backflip, which, as, yep. we said, as we went over in his episode, he's one of the only ones that can do that. He figured out, I was like, okay, so he's got to be Robin. Bruce took in Dick Grayson, so therefore that means Bruce has to be Batman. He, he literally just kind of jumped the line. I mean, he was right, but yeah. he, he definitely had that mentality. of You really think about it, I was like, no, that's absurd. He's a rich billionaire. Why would he be it? But he wasn't <laughs> wrong. He definitely wasn't wrong, and honestly, impressive. Oh, God, yeah. So, inspired by his hero's exploits, Tim would train himself in martial arts, acrobatics, detective skills, and scholastics to better himself both physically and intellectually. I will say, I am impressed with, one, the initiative. Oh, yeah. Two, the fact that he is well-rounding himself in that. He's and not. that's the best part, by the way, he did that. Right? Because the other ones, like, if you go back and watch our previous episodes where we talk about Jason and we talk about um, Nightwing... The only one out of the, th- uh, and we even talk about Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon be the only one I'd argue rounded herself in the intellectual side of things, similar to this character. The other two were more interested in actual battle tactics. They they didn't care about solving crime. They cared about beating the guys up who were doing it. Which you know, with their history and why they're in there, made sense. It completely makes sense. I'm not dogging them no, for doing yeah. it. I'm just saying, like this guy, well rounded, and I love yeah. it. So when Tim reached the age of 13, he saw that Batman had grown reckless and violent uh, following the second Robin's murder by the Joker, reasoning that Batman needs a Robin. Tim at first approached Dick Grayson, who had since became Nightwing, to ask him to become Robin again. Dick refused. Which, I mean, I... At that point, Dick had already... He was trying so hard to get away from being under Bruce's shadow... He yeah. wanted to be his own hero. He didn't want to go back to being Robin. Especially because at that point, by the time he switched monikers, him and Bruce did not, their 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 ideals did not really align anymore. Not only their ideals, but like they really had some, <laughs> they had a lot of issues with each other when they oh, separated. Yeah. So it makes sense, but also it also makes sense that Dick would immediately say no to this stranger kid coming up to him and being like, hey, I want to be Robin. I'm sorry, who are you? Right. And also, oh, wasn't even, I want to be Robin. I want you to be Robin again. Do uh, it. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> like I know. How, how do you know that? Right. Like, I know who you are. It's like, what? <laughs> right. That had to come as a, such a show. Oh, oh yeah. God, I would love to read that panel. <laughs> So, however, when Batman and Nightwing would find themselves trapped by Two-Face, Tim would don a Robin costume and, with Alfred's help, would rescue the duo. Impressed by this, and with some convincing from Dick, Alfred, and Tim, uh, Batman would take him on as Robin in a trial run. You know, I've noticed, it kind of reminds me of the the Batman and Robin movie, where Bruce kind of gives... Uh, oh. Alfred a hard time for encouraging him being a Robin in yeah. that movie. He's doing the same thing. Oh, completely. Apparently that's just an Alfred thing. Apparently. <laughs> also <laughs> reminds in the Harlequin show when uh, Alfred convinces Bat to take on Barbara Gordon. Because he's like, yeah. he's like, you need her help, man. <laughs> yeah, apparently convincing and, you know, trying to push these people into these positions just is an Alfred thing. Right. Guy knows what he's doing. 
Uh, Batman agreed to mentor Tim, train him, and use his assistance in the Batcave, but at first refused to involve Tim in the field out of the concern of, for the boy's safety. Not wanting a repeat of Jason's fate, after a series of events involving Tim's mother's death and his father's coma and Tim rescuing Batman in an encounter with Scarecrow, Batman eventually enlists him officially as the third Robin at the age of 14. He's definitely a bit older than the others. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. But also, um, I mean, guys saved you twice now, Bruce. I think that's why he's like, Okay, you, you can officially be the Robin now. I mean, I'm glad at least after the second time in that but at the bat- same time, I do I understand the, his hesitance. Oh, 100% gets so the hesitance. If I remember correctly, that wasn't that long after Jason died either. It was not. Now, it was actually pretty quick. If you go, uh, any fans that are curious, if you go back and watch our episode on Red Hood, we do talk about how it was only a year, I think. Something like that. Yeah, it was like a year Time span, and then when Jason came back, that's why he was so angry about it, which I get. Oh, yeah. Both sides make sense. Uh, yep, they do. <laughs> so, Tim uh, having doubts about his abilities as a crime fighter, Bruce would reassure him he had every, constant, every confidence in him as a partner. Bruce would also confide that, the, that he was more at that time looking for someone with smarts and not just guts. Which? Because as, as we previously talked about already this episode... Unlike the other Robins, that's what they mainly had. They were like, we're going to be the bravado. So Bruce wanted somebody with a little less of that and a little more brains. And which makes sense, uh, especially given what happened in the last one with bravado. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, freaking uh, Tim, definitely. What I like about Tim so far is it's just more seeming like he is just interested in doing this as a job. Like, Oh yeah, like, like he's not he looking for started th- as the, essentially a job. Yeah, like internship. It's like here, sweep up around the back cave. We might give you more responsibilities if you prove you're a good employee. Unlike all the others, where they have tragedy that leads into it, he just happened to start it and then have tragedy. Yeah, which arguably better, better yeah. gives you better coping skills. <laughs> if trauma doesn't happen to you as a child, you'll end up being able to handle it better later. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. Better better chances. <laughs> right? Before joining Batman as the third Robin, Tim Drake was given a modern redesign of the Robin costume and sent to train abroad with numerous experts to refine his martial arts. Which I feel like that's a unique thing that he did with this Robin, too. Yeah. Because most of the Robins, Batman just fully trains them himself. He trusts them. He's like, he's like I'm good. I'm good enough. I think after Jason, he's like, mm, maybe I should send him somewhere else to get some training. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm not doing as good a job as I thought. Then I think you also realize that Tim, that uh, Todd did that himself, too. Yeah. He's like, so maybe it's not a bad idea to go have him te- learn under other masters and learn some other things that I don't, I can't teach you. Or which, maybe be able to teach you better than I can. Which, honestly, I think is what, may, is what makes Tim such a great Robin. Yeah. So as Robin, Tim would distinguish himself from Jason Todd being more reserved in his temperament and from Dick Grayson from being more a detective than an acrobat. Because he did, yes, get some acrobatic skills, but unlike Grayson, he just wasn't naturally gifted in it. Yeah. And he had to work for it, which honestly I think is even better too. Oh, 100%. Like it, it, honestly, natural skill can take you a long way, but if you don't have the drive to work for it, yep. the guy who worked to get there is going to outdo you. And then, you know, comparing your temperament to Jason Todd, anybody's going to have a calmer temperament. I was about to say, I'm like, I'm like, oh, calmer than Jason Todd. I'm like, who doesn't have a calmer temperament? Even Batman has a calmer temperament. Right. his pushes it some days. I'm like, dude, the Hulk sometimes seems like he's chiller than Jason (laughs) Todd. I feel like Jason Todd would have some freakouts that would have Bruce Banner being like, whoa, dude, I know some breathing techniques if you need. (laughs) I could see that. Bruce would have strict orders with Tim uh, that whenever he came across a known killer such as the Joker and Two-Face, he was supposed to withdraw and uh, summon help. Fully makes sense. Another one of those rules that makes sense that is entirely Jason's fault. Right? You know, now I'm starting to wonder how many rules were put in place because of Jason. Jason's that employee that's like, it's like, hey... Why are we having this safety meeting? Everybody just looks over. 
Look, he just pulls off the red hood. What? <laughs> oh my God! Jason's the employee that, that, that he made the safety meetings relevant. Yep. Because yeah, he he was the hundred percent reason him and the Joker why Tim had this new rule. Yep. And Two Face like. Like, I'll admit, Two-Face isn't exactly the most malicious one, but yeah, he's a killer. He's not like, a... He's a known killer. That, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's like, what... there's a couple of Batman's gallery that are known for doing that. Yeah. Some a little more often like the Joker, but... Joker's malicious, like, straight up sadistic he, about... He's malicious. And that Two-Face is more just Tommy gunning, gunning it up and that trying to get out of the bank. He doesn't, he doesn't really care if he kills the kid or the cop. He's just right. like, out of the way! Pretty much. However, on one of his first solo missions, he would get cornered by the Joker, uh, who believed he had failed to kill Robin, as we had actually mentioned in the Red Hood episode. Yeah. Uh, Tim would prove, though, yeah. though Tim would prove more intelligent than the Joker and was able to beat him and return him to Arkham. Because, you know, just like his mentor, he's got a bad habit of putting the guys in Arkham. Yeah, what? That these guys constantly break out of. All right. I will fly over there and I will put all your villains in a real prison. Just kill them. Right? Just, just, just be like Wonder Woman. Just get rid of them. Because yeah. you won't have to deal with them again. Dude, like, like there are certain villains where I agree. Where, like, where, like Jason Todd, Todd has speech in Under the Red Hood where he's like, I'm not telling you to kill Penguin. I'm not telling you to kill this guy. Like, I'm telling you to kill the Joker. The Joker who's responsible yeah, for so much death. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about that one for a, a minute in in that episode. If you want to go listen to that, yeah. So I'm like, but yeah. So taking is, uh, but I will say, impressive. Oh yeah, taking the Joker. You gotta wonder how much he got scolded by Batman after that. Oh, I'm sure a lot. <laughs> Bruce just like like just yelling at him, being like, like you did good, but don't do that. So Bruce Wayne would retire for a time after Nightfall. Robin goes solo to defend Gotham City. Ooh, Nightfall. That's a good one. I oh, believe. yeah. Mm. Bane, we got to do an episode. Have we done? We haven't done Bane. No. Ooh. <laughs> so during some of his solo time, uh, he would get involved with a girl named Ariana. And while trying to make up lost time together, because... Uh, they were trying to date, and him being Robin, obviously it was not going to happen very well. <laughs> Heroes and their relationships. Um, but he would take her to the movies. And However, though, during the movies, his mind kept wandering because he knew Taskmaster and a few others had escaped prison recently. Because, you know, unfortunately, as a crime fighter, your mind's always going to be thinking about what's going on with the criminals. And honestly, I give him credit for even attempting to go to the movies, knowing right. Taskmaster broke out. It's also just one of those, I feel like if I was a hero... I don't think I could date a, a civilian. Honestly, I don't even know if I'd even attempt to date. Because I don't know if I'd want to date another vigilante either. I don't think I'd mind that one. But, I mean, also, I have a weird relationship with death. I'm like, I assume it's going to happen to everybody that's close to me. So I'm already mentally prepared for that. <laughs> well, not even just that. Just You'd have even less time together unless they were on your team. And then that creates problems, too. Exactly. So I was like, no, I'd rather just stay single if I was a crime fighter, to be honest. I mean, you're making a valid point here. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'd, well, I'd like the relationship Batman has with Catwoman. Yeah. That. Like that a, I could see, yeah. Like a criminal, like a kind of a cat, <laughs> a cat and mouse back and forth with one, of my, with one of the people who's in my rogues gallery. That I actually think would be great. That worked out well for him. Right. Later, Robin would uh, start investigating and stumble into fellow teen vigilante. Spoiler: He wasn't surprised as he knew spo- uh, he knew Stephanie was Taskmaster's daughter. Oh man, it's just that already. <laughs> Stephanie wasn't aggressive uh, uh, wasn't aggressive with Robin this time, but instead flirted shamelessly with him. Even after being told he was seeing someone, they would. Uh, down the line, become romantically involved. I mean, gotta plant those seeds, man. Yeah, but yeah, from what I was reading, yeah, it took a long while for them to become involved because he really tried to stick with Ariana for a long time, which I give him credit for. But I mean, I get it, but like, man, I'm not even a soup, and just as a adult in his thirties, I'm like, man, I can't do the dating scene no more. <laughs> right. So kudos to this guy. <laughs> I try to save the world and date at the same time. Oh yeah. 
So, while still being on his own, uh, Tim would help Huntress out during a gang war where she became involved. Um, during this time, he would reaffirm to her that he had discovered her real identity and hadn't told Bruce yet. So, it almost sounds like he was blackmailing her with that info. Yeah, that sounds real blackmailer. <laughs> like, hey, I know who you are. Bruce doesn't yet. Which, once again... Man, like, dude, this guy is, like, on another level. I wish they talked about how he figured her out. That'd be an interesting one. Like, I'd love, because we do talk about a little bit later on some of the people he's ta- he's figured out. I would love to know how he does it. Right? Especially hers. Hers is an in, because she's technically related to Bruce. Yeah. And, and yeah. eventually becomes part of the Bat family, too. Yeah. So that's a... Yeah, how do you figure that one out at this point in juncture in time? That would have been a hard one to find out. Oh, yeah. During Grayson's first tenure as Batman, he and Tim would uh, get along great. Though this didn't last long as Bruce decided to come back as Batman. Because, you know, Bruce did have quite a few times where he was like, I'm going to retire for a minute. Okay, the week's done. I can't do this no more. I think that was part of Bruce's problems. He he was just he was that workaholic. He couldn't give it up. Oh, hundred percent. Like that's a that's been a main po- like plot point in several of the cartoons. Yeah, and that was like why people don't like Bruce is they're like he's insane about the mission. Yep. Though one interesting thing about this, where he picked uh, Dick to be Batman at this point, is actually wasn't the first person he picked to be Batman. This all took place after he selected Azrael to be Batman, who went nuts. Oh, after the Nightfall event. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was his decision of, let's pick somebody better this time. Grayson, you do it. I love, I would like to do an episode just on his, how he picked, ended up picking Azrael, because it was somebody outside of the Bat family, which already, why? Why? You have candidates that you've personally trained to do the job. Why did you go all this work to find some? Because I think Azrael was a cop. Um, I don't remember, but I don't think he was a cop at the time. I think he was uh, his own vigilante moniker, whatever that was. I know it wasn't a great pick mm-hmm. off the bat. There were already it red flags to anybody reading it of like, mm-hmm. hmm, wow, Bruce, uh, great job. Yeah. <laughs> So sometime later, oh wait, is that no? Nope, yeah. That's me. Okay, so sometime later, Tim would join Young Justice, and despite protests by Superboy, Robin became the unofficial team leader. Hmm, awesome, Superboy. Real, real glad for your support. <laughs> well, I think part of that was because Superboy had been there, mm. and from what I read, Robin got it mostly because of his training from Batman. Oh. So I don't blame Superboy. It's like who's been in on the team since Dick was around as Robin, or maybe not Robin, but he was there a part of the original group. So I mean, I don't blame him. Okay, okay. In that regard, I actually a hundred percent agree. And, you know, here comes Tim and just gets put in front of the line. <laughs> it's like the whole new hire getting promoted, and you, you're like, I've worked here how long? Pretty much. Which I know another point. He left and came back, and him and Wonder Girl. Um, Wonder Girl actually took over as leader, but Tim was still kind of there as the support. Mm, yeah, no, I did read a little bit about that. So he, he came and went a few times. Nice. Right. <laughs> Consistency. So, and then for a brief period after Tim's father found out about him being Robin, he would retire from the role, and Stephanie temporarily replaced him as the new Robin, which would make her the first female Robin. Not the last, but the first. I think I remember when that happened. Because she's been brought up. I've seen a, a few top ten lists where she's been brought up as a Robin. Yep. Because that seemed to have been, if she wasn't spoiler, that was her more predominant role. Yeah. Even if it wasn't a long-term one. It definitely, it, it was a unique one. It made an impact. Yep. Which and is, even after she stopped being Robin, she I think she went back to being spoiler. But she's still part of the Bat family. Yep. After having her 10 years, Robin. I mean, it's hard to get away from the Bat family once you've put on the R. It really is, yeah. I feel like you slap. I mean, even if you don't have the R, like some of the others, like Batwoman, Batgirls, like, or even... you, you're just kind of stuck in it. Yeah. Once you join, you're, you're done. <laughs> right, but then again, when the leader's Batman, you know, what, what can you do? Oh, God. You can't really get away from him. Right, try to hide in that. I'm the greatest detective in the world. (laughs) Okay. 
So following the death of his father in Identity Crisis and the pre- uh, presumed death of his girlfriend, Stephanie Brown, Tim would relocate to Bloodhaven, the city where Nightwing fights crime. For a period of time, in order to escape the ghosts of Gotham City and to stay close to his stepmother, Donna Winters, who was admitted into a Bloodhaven clinic after going into uh, uh, psychological shock over uh, Jack Drake's murder at the hands of Captain Boomerang. Which, that was a very uh, dark moment. Yeah. Because they killed each other. Wait, what? Yeah, I looked into that one a little bit. So, because um, the, the main reason they found out about it is because Oracle uh, had alerted um, uh, both Batman and Robin about, and I don't remember the full details, but Jake ended up shooting Captain Boomerang after Boomerang threw his thing. So, yeah, they killed each other. Ooh. And, unfortunately, the duo did not make it in time. Ah, oh, that's... Yeah, it was right. a little dark. I mean, at least he went out, like, at least he took him with him. Right. He went out like a champ. He did. Dang. Also, can we just talk about, like, how healthy of a decision it was for him to, like, leave and just kind of get away and kind of, like, re like focus on his mother and, like, just, like. Healthy coping me- mechanisms. What are those? Right? The only one in the Bat family to have an inkling of an idea. The most healthy, because, like, the other ones either go on a murder spree or straight up disappear, and they're like, I'm going to go on some weird bender thing. Which usually ends up with a murder spree somewhere in there. Yep. They're the most healthy out of the Bat family I've seen, as far as coping mechanisms. Yeah. Which is still not the healthiest. Maybe get to a real therapist and talk but still like arguably it's in, better than the rest yeah in, in relativeness just sad <laughs> so later on robin would find out that stephanie was still alive uh she had revealed to him that dr Tompkins had helped her fake her death to help her escape the life of being a vigilante so now i really want to do an episode on her because i want to know what dragged her back in yeah because oh. if that's why she faked her death why did she come back also, really speaks to how hard it is to get away from vigilantism. Right. I mean, yeah, guy, I feel like that would be hard, especially like, especially in the Bat family. So many people know your identity. Oh, yeah. Do you want to know my secret identity? <laughs> yeah, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I <don't. laughs> okay, so uh, Batman would reveal he had suspected she was still alive and that was his reason for not putting her spoiler or Robin costume in the display case in the cave. Cause you know, Batman being Batman, very sentimental. Like he did with Jason. When he passed, they put up a Robin costume and he did that for Dick. When he stopped being Robin, Batman is weirdly sentimental about it really is. <laughs> I didn't develop coping mechanisms when my parents died. Though it makes me wonder too. Cause I know, and at least one version, I think it was the New Earth version. Um, you know, Bruce does have a thing for actually adopting these kids. Because he did, at one point in New Earth continuity, he did adopt Drake. And, like, he became his real son. Oh, wow. And I think the current canon, I don't think he did. I think Tim had refused them. But, so I think that might be where some of the sentimentalism comes from. Is he's actually adopting these kids and, like, these are their achievements. Was like I a parent could, holding trophies. I could see that. That actually kind of makes it sound sweet. That's the, actually, the few times that Bruce can be sweet, right? <laughs> I mean, in a real morbid way, but like you know, like like sweet for Bruce, right? <laughs> oh, that's messed up to think like that. Like that's his. That's how he shows affection. I'm gonna put your dead body's uh, costume in here. So, sometime after Bruce's apparent death at the hands of Darkseid, Grayson would take on the mantle of Batman again. But this time, Dick wouldn't ask Tim to continue as Robin as he saw him now as an equal and an ally more than a protege. Which I think says leagues about how Dick actually felt about someone and said a lot about Drake's skills at the time. It it does speak volumes, especially... For for the OG to say he doesn't see... He sees you as an equal, it says a lot. It really does. And honestly, like... uh, if I remember correctly, like Dick Grayson definitely has always uh, had a lot of respect for Red uh, for uh, Tim. I've yeah. heard I, there were a few things. I think I saw at one point like uh, Dick even said that Red that Red Robin Tim Drake would make the best Batman out of the group. Yeah, 
I think Dick just ends up with it being the oldest, unfortunately. Which makes <laughs> sense. Like he's been, he's got, uh, he's got wisdom. He's got yeah, years on it. Exactly. I think it's the only reason he ends up with it more often. Because I think, I want to say at some point Drake did actually wear the cowl at one, one point. Not very long, but. I definitely know in like alternate timelines or whatever. At one point, every one of the Robins has worn the cowl. Well, I know during the main timeline, I know uh, Red Rob, uh, Red Hood did at one point during Battle for the Cow. Yeah. And I, somewhere down the line, I'm pretty sure Red Robin had it once too. I don't doubt it. He, he, honestly, with his skills, I think he would make the best. Oh yeah. With Dick offering the role instead to Damian Wayne, feeling betrayed and infuriated, Tim would leave and cut all ties with Bat Family. He would then take up the mantle Red Robin and search for Bruce across the world. Because somewhere he had an inkling that Bruce wasn't dead. So he's like, we're going to go search for him now on my own. You guys do your thing. If I remember correctly, this is after Bruce uh, Bruce basically got hit with the Omega Beam by Darkseid. Yeah, as we talked about in the last point where he is apparent death at the hand of Darkseid. Yeah, yeah, because I think he was, like, saving... It, that's a, he ended up going, like, getting trapped in time. Yeah. It was, it was a trip. It's actually <laughs> some fun reads, too, because he has no idea he's Bruce Wayne. Yep. And that he just he's basically like Jason Bourne and like trapped in time. He has yeah. all these weird skill sets. He's like, how did I know where that man's carotid artery was? And I actually had also read into a little bit of his time during this while he was searching for Bruce. I guess he also ran across uh, Dick Grayson as Robin oh. and had to essentially do the time traveler thing of I can't tell you much about your future. And I guess he ended up seeing himself turning too much into uh Jason Todd, so he had to stop because he kept screwing up when he was trying to hide things from Dick. So he had to, like, stop and rethink about things because he started seeing himself become Red Hood almost. Oh, that would have been an interesting timeline. Right. I would have read that one. I would have loved to watch him try to stump, like, tiptoe his way around Dick's future. Yeah, we got to get these comics, man. Oh, heck yeah. During his search, he would ally himself with Ra's al Ghul, who for a time would put him in charge of the League of Assassins. Now, not entirely out of his good, his good nature. Oh, no. It was, it was definitely a, an allyship of... Uh, Necessity. Yeah. Because he didn't really... Neither of them wanted to work together because, you know, Raj never wants to work with any of the Bat family, really. Yeah. And none of the Bat family really trusts him. No, with with reason. <laughs> Granted, they do generally trust him more than some of their other villains, mostly it's, because it's if you... As long as he gives his word, you know he'll at least follow exactly. through. Exactly. And, and he's a little bit more honorable than a lot of the other villains. Yeah. Even if he doesn't give his word, he's better without his word to trust off of a whim than the rest of the gallery. A hundred percent. So during this time, uh, Tim would actually discover Bruce was lost in time right before being attacked by an assassin from the council of spiders, which was being involved weirdly with the league of assassins at the time, which was part of why he got allied with Raj. It was a whole like conundrum of them needing to work together because an outside source was taking down the assassins, also wanted to take out Tim, so they were like, you know what, let's join forces. Yeah, but it was very confusing to try to figure out, and without adding another episode or another hour onto the episode, so we just left most of the nitty gritty out. So you know what, maybe one day we'll do an episode on the Council Council of Spiders, just as their own thing, and figure out what happened. Okay, Tim would later cripple the league, and uh, Roz would promise to attack and destroy everything the Wayne family built in Gotham. Ooh, like we know, haven't heard that threat before. Because, you know, Roz being Roz, the norm. Right. But it, it always seems to be, too, because, like, after um, Jason Todd died, Roz gave him space, didn't want to open war with him. But every once in a while, if, if something happened because of the Bat Family to Roz, he'd go back after him. He didn't care. Oh, yeah, 100%. But most of the time, he wouldn't openly try to mess with the Bat Family anymore out of respect for Batman. <laughs> That is one thing you can say about Roz and Batman. They at least have some respect for each other. Yeah. Which is actually really kind of cool. It is. Like, they're mortal enemies. Like, dang, man. There's so many characters that just doing the research that make me, I'm like, man, we got to do an episode on this character. Uh, Every time we do an episode, the research leads to, like, five of their potential episodes. Like, huh. Right? (laughs) 
Okay. So, after um, crippling the league, Tim would be called back to Gotham by Grayson and Damien, who were fighting Black Lanterns. Yeah, that was... Uh, oh. So they got to fight a bunch of zombies. Oh, wait, this led into the into the darkest hour? Apparently. Or it had something to do with it. Ooh, that was a dark series of comics. Did you, I guess at this time, uh, Gotham was being overrun by thousands of dead heroes because, you know, what the Black Lantern Corps does. Yeah, they zombified. And, and yeah, it was... That's how he got dragged back to Gotham. That'd be a horrible way to go back home. That's a, I've read <laughs> panels of those comics. That was a dark story arc. I mean, heck, just the concept of the Black Lantern is dark. Right? Like, that would have been a horrifying thing to come back to. I'm good. Yeah, right? Okay. I'll stick with the League of Assassins. <laughs> Same. Okay, folks, so that's all we got uh, for Tim Drake, a.k.a. Red Robin, a.k.a. the Third Robin. Let's get into his weapons and abilities now. So martial art master. Thanks to training from Batman, Nightwing, Batgirl, Lady Shiva, and many others, Tim has mastered multiple forms of martial arts, including Kung Fu, Aikido, uh, 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 Jeet uh, Kune Do, uh, Eskrim, I actually don't know that one, uh, Krav Maga, T, uh, Taekwondo, Judo, Wing, uh, Wing Chun, uh, Kip, Kip Kido? Hapkido? Hapkido? I actually don't Hap- know that one either. Hapkido? Huh. Hapkido? You kept putting like a K sound to it. That's probably why I was mispronouncing it in my brain. My brain kept telling me that was wrong, but I didn't know why. Hapkido. Which I actually still don't know that one. Uh, also karate, savate, kendo, uh, ninjutsu, tai chi, leopard, kung fu, and uh, bia- uh, biangen. Uh, so like... Definitely a lot of martial arts. Man, he really was taken after his his uh, mentor. Oh yeah, his mentor and his first predecessor. Like, and it was stated uh, during this research, like he's not at the level Bruce is, but still, just this many forms of martial arts. Nobody's at the level Bruce is, right? Like <laughs> even Grayson, who's the closest, isn't close. Oh yeah, no. So his ability with the bow staff gives him an extra edge with his fighting. He has also been considered the most skilled hero in the DC universe with his preferred weapon of choice. Which makes sense because he's also the main one you see using one. Yeah. So. Every once in a while, you know, I know Grayson did as Robin, vaguely as Nightwing, but you don't really see a lot of heroes with a bow staff. Not so really. It makes sense that he's one of the best. There's not probably not a huge pool to, to pull <laughs> <Right>. from. <laughs> so, uh, escapeologist. He's a master of escaping, which makes sense. Bruce, uh, Bruce is all all the Bat family who have been trained by Bruce are masters at escaping, and that's kind of like that's kind of the it's, first it's a thing. requirement, right? As often as they get captured. <laughs> It's one of those like I get I get training being good at escaping, but maybe avoid being captured in the first place. As often as they get captured, man, like that's why they they have to learn it so well. Apparently, okay. Okay, so gifted intellect. His natural high intelligence allows him to excel in computer science and, more importantly, as a skilled detective. Furthermore. Tim apparently has a firm grasp of assorted scientific techniques, including biology, engineering, and genetics, which he has been shown to use in his attempt to uh, attempts at re-cloning Superboy. Oh, man. Cloning, always a messy territory to get into. (laughs) Batman states that Tim could potentially be smarter and better than himself. That's some big praise from Batman. Right. The Batman has trained him in many disciplines such as forensic, criminology, acrobatics, stealth, disguise, and escapology. So, like, honestly, get one, getting those uh, props from Batman, and two, just looking at that list of stuff this kid is skilled in, like, dang. Yeah, he, he definitely shows his brains over his bronze and his, and his skill level. 100%. Like, dang, this guy should be the next Batman. So he's also a master detective. His ability to deduce superhero secret identities has been used to on, uh, to on, 
underscore underscore i was thinking on cover i'm like what this doesn't look okay uh master detective his ability to do superheroes secret identities has been used to underscore his skill he has deduced the likes of batman both robins before him the huntress impulse the flash and captain marvel Oh, Captain Marvel one, that's pretty impressive, too. That really is. <laughs> Knowing that he literally looks like two complete different people. Yeah, he's a child and then an adult. Like, okay, good. But, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll. But like we talked earlier, I really want to know how he's done some of these. I, I need to look into this because I want to know how you figure out people like The Flash, Cap, especially Captain Marvel. That yeah. one sounds interesting. Uh, honestly, now given, now given the the uh, Flash, Impulse, and Captain Marvel, Huntress honestly doesn't even seem that impressive to figure out. Right. <laughs> like, you were right. He does have a lot more, like, a lot more impressive <laughs> figure outs. Okay, he's also a master uh, tactician and strategist. Given his training and given the people he's been around, that, I feel... Of course. Phil goes without saying. Uh, Rob, uh, Robin's weapons are shurikens. I love how every Robin has a different redesign of the shuriken. Well, because, I mean, each one, I think, had one as a Robin, but we mostly knew about the versions from their second half. Yeah. Because, like, the Wingding was Nightwing, the... Uh, Bullets. Well, that and Red Hood used just normal shurikens. Oh, yeah. But I think they all had an R as as a Robin, but we don't really know about those much because they weren't as predominant for them. Makes sense. Yeah, so Arshurgans, uh, Batarangs, extendable staff given to him by Lady Shiva. Oh, that's an awesome gift. He also often uses a sling. That uh, just that, seems I, like... I like the extendable staff, honestly. That is cool. Because you just have that with you at all times. The sling feels random. It really does. <laughs> I want to know what he used it for, right? It had to have been like a one-time use thing. I'm going to take out Goliath. <laughs> Yep, so he also uses, uh, this character also uses a grappling hook. Which I feel like is commonplace for the Bat family. I mean, it is. And that they jump off buildings. Grappling hook, I feel like, would just be a part of the package. Yep. Like, here's your costume, and here's a grappling hook. Because capes don't let us fly. <laughs> right, we can glide. We can fall with style. Yeah. <laughs> we are Buzz Lightyearing this. <laughs> Arguably, I'll say my favorite part of the Batman games. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, and that's it for weapons, gear, and uh, all this stuff. Uh, let's get into other medias. Take us away, Joker. So, being a newer character, not surprised he really has nothing, especially TV and film. TV has very little. Uh, in live action, he is mentioned by Barbara in their Birds of Prey TV show, which was the early 2000s that only lasted like a season that we briefly talked about in Barbara's episode. Yep. Uh, he has made a live-action debut in the third season of Titans, where they definitely showed him with that whole detective skill and talking to the dick about, I figured out who you are because of what you do and, and your moves you pull. Ah, nice. Uh, in animation, he made his animation debut in the new Batman Adventures, where in here it was weird because he was the second Robin. Ooh, which fun fact about that. Uh, the reason they actually did get rid, uh, didn't bring in Jason Todd was... Um, because they wanted to, but because of guidelines, they didn't think uh, if they went down the arc where he died, that would be allowed. That makes sense. So they decided I, to instead just inject him. Which I did see that it was kind of a mix between the two. Yeah. So it, it, they kind of brought Todd in in a weird way. But yeah, no, in a cartoon, especially on kids' TV, there's no way they could have done Jason Todd. Yeah, <laughs> especially at that point. Yeah, no. So he was in Superman the Anime Series. Young Justice Invasion, Teen Titans Go, and Tim uh, Tim's new Batman Avengers costume would appear as an Easter egg in Justice League action. So, I mean, he still doesn't have a whole lot of appearances in TV and animation, but... Definitely more for, than I thought. For being a newer character-ish, I mean, he's only about 30-something years old at this point. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's not really a huge surprise. Not really, especially like... Especially because, like, Red Hood... While he seemed to, while he obviously had a longer ten years Robin, <laughs> most of his stuff is as Red Robin nowadays. Yeah, which makes sense, especially considering Damien has kind of taken over the role as Robin. Oh, he definitely has, and I love him. I don't care. Like everybody, we do an episode on him. We really should, because he's he's a fun character. I love the character. <laughs> so into his film, he is in 
He actually has no live action appearances. They're all animated because. I mean, <laughs> he's never had a reason to be made into live action at this point. Yeah, makes sense. So he's in Batman Mystery of the Batwoman, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. He's in a couple of the Batman Unlimited movies, being Animal Instincts and Monster Mayhem. He's also mentioned in the Mechs vs. Mutants uh, film. He is in Batman Ninja and appears in Batman Death of the Family interactive film, which I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't know that either. I knew either. it was a comic, but I didn't know there was a film for it. Yeah. Huh. We need to go find it. Yeah, we do. An interactive film. Yeah. Sounds interesting. That really does. So, for video games, like most of the Robins, he makes uh, his appearances in five of the DC Lego games. Uh, he is in the Bat- Batman Arkham series, where he appears in both Arkham City and Arkham Knight. He is in Injustice, where he makes cameos on the iPhone version of Injustice Gods Among Us and Injustice 2. So he doesn't actually get a role, but he gets mentions. Okay. Uh, he is in Batman Dark Tomorrow, Batman Rise of Sun Tzu, DC Universe Online, Young Justice Legacy, Infinite Crisis, and he's the last one we were talking about that is set to appear in the Gotham Knights coming out in like a week after this episode. Oh, it's so close. Is this too close? Okay, and uh, folks, that's uh, that's all we got for Tim Drake, aka Red Robin, aka Yum. the Third Robin. <laughs> I had to get another one in there. Ah, fair. <laughs> so I guess I'm gonna ask the question we ask every week. What do you think, Joker? You a fan? Honestly, especially after doing the research, I mean, I've always kind of liked Red Robin. He was kind of a, a cool addition to the Bat family. But I'm a lot more interested in him now after reading about him and learning more. Oh, yeah. Like, he seems like such a cool character. It's one of those, like, I've always kind of known about him. I've known of him. I kind of knew what he was about. I always knew he was, like, the detective yeah. of the Robins. But I never really knew much about him. He was never really in a lot of the stories I, I read, except for like Nightfall. But yeah, like similar to you, after doing the research on this character, heck yeah, I'm a fan. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, a comic, a cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.